This is the Worldly Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Luke. And I'm Holly. Through our website and this podcast, we're seeking to connect with what worldly wellbeing means. And by listening today, you're joining us. Today's podcast links to a blog piece you can find on our website, What I Loved and What I Learned as an Expat. Today, we're going to talk about the experiences that we've had living abroad. So I used the word expat for my blog title. However, today you'll hear us using both this word and also the phrase living abroad, because we also recognise that the word expat is quite a complicated word. There's a lot of connotations and history attached to this, which can make it sometimes an uncomfortable expression to use. Yeah, I think for me, the phrase expat summons up a whole load of negative imagery that it never used to. I used to quite happily describe myself as an expat when I was living abroad. But in recent years, I've become aware that actually, although the the term in itself doesn't have a negative meaning, the attachment that is placed on it can be negative. And I think often when we describe people who are expats, they're probably middle class, they're probably privileged, um, they're often white Western Europeans or North Americans, or perhaps from uh, wealthier parts of Southeast Asia. And there is a, a privilege that comes with that expression that isn't offered when we talk about people who might be migrants or immigrants. And although there are specific definitions about both of those words, actually acknowledging the problems of a word and claiming a new phrase as a, as a way of properly describing an experience is actually very powerful. Even the word privilege, actually, I would use it to say it's such a privilege to live abroad. I feel lucky and it's an honour to spend time somewhere else. Yeah, because living abroad is a privilege. Um, mm. Most people do not get to experience in their lifetimes. And acknowledging that privilege is really important. And that's not to make anyone feel guilty, but actually just saying, yes, by doing this, I have been in receipt of privilege. So let's start with the more personal aspects of living abroad. I have been lucky enough to spend a year living in Australia and two years living in Italy. Luke, for you... Uh, So I've spent less time living abroad than Holly, but I've uh, spent some time living in uh, North America in New York when I was 19 and very fresh faced and slightly terrified of moving away from home for the first time and doing it in America. And then I've also spent time on and off over the last 10 years living in Albania. I think it goes without saying that spending time living abroad can be a really life-giving experience. For me, when I look back, It's a great opportunity to step outside of your box, to see yourself, to consider yourself and your role in a different context, in a different culture, and also to be open to changing and developing as a result of that. I really relished the fact that when I first moved to a different country, I was no longer the girl who was always late. I could be someone different. Living in Australia, where the culture is very much surrounded by nature, really gave me an opportunity to rethink of my role in the world in terms of the environment. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, what you're articulating is that the ability to be different and to experience difference, not only for yourself, but also for when you are going to a new place, that is entirely different. And I found a freedom in being able to express myself differently, in interacting with new ways of doing things that were just so normal and routine at home, but were so vastly different to the way that I did them in my own country. I think even living in New York, I had to adapt to a New Yorker way of living, um, which was very different to my sleepy seaside town in the UK. 
So that opportunity for difference, that opportunity to grow and to be challenged, I think is really exciting. Yes, it's a really great personal opportunity. And I'm sure you felt this as well, Luke, that we've talked about human connection in worldly well-being. And certainly when you move to another country, when you don't know anyone else, those human connections are so important and so vital to that new life that you build there. And they also mean that you have a deeper understanding or an insight into what it really means to live in that country. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think the biggest problem that we sometimes find when living abroad is that these so-called expat communities all lump together and all stay together. But actually, one of the greatest advantages of living abroad is that you get to interact with people that are completely different to you. So do spend time with fellow people that are living abroad, but also spend time with people that are living locally and have lived there their entire lives. I've probably had some of the most informative and maybe challenging conversations with the bartender in my local bar in Rome or the man who runs my favourite meat and cheese stall in the markets. And so not only do you feel like you are becoming slightly integrated in a sense with that community, there's something really long lasting as well. And I find it really special. I, I could talk about Italy for days. But what I really cherished about Italy was that any relationship or connection with another person, however small, had some value. And even now, Luca Babes, we've been back to Rome since then. But if we go back and we go into the ice cream shop, we're going to be greeted by that man who recognises us for our love of chocolato. And we'll be able to connect right back in with those people who make you feel special. For sure. There's a real sense of the power of human connection. And I think I've experienced that not only in those relationships where you meet people in the encounters of day-to-day life, but also in the relationships and friendships that you build. And that has been powerfully lived out for me by the the friendships I've built in Albania and the the journey that I've had to go on in, in learning how to articulate my own self to those people. Albania is a very conservative country where it's not illegal to be LGBT, but it's still difficult. And so overcoming those boundaries, those cultural differences, and articulating who I am to people who I deeply care about, my sexuality, my identity, is a really profound life lesson in how that we can all get along in spite of difference, and actually often because of it. And difference is so key in what we're talking about when we experience life abroad. And as you've touched on, of course, experiencing another culture up close, it's fascinating, it's inspiring, but as you've mentioned, it's also quite challenging. There are times when there were certain attitudes that I experienced that actually I found quite tricky to deal with or to navigate. So I found it interesting and at times challenging as a woman living in two different countries and to see how you are perceived in a different culture. And in many ways, Australia and Italy are not all so different from the UK, but there are some aspects which can stand out. So for example, in Australia, I really appreciated that people are really focused on health and fitness, um, on the food that you eat, on being outside in nature. But of course, that also comes with a certain pressure or an expectation of how you look, but how you look after your body. In Italy, there's certainly a perception of women and how they look or how they appear. It was sometimes my experience that I was treated 
in a certain way because of how I looked and how I was as a woman, which made me realize that wherever you are in the world, as women, we don't always have control of how we're perceived and how we're treated as a result of that. And that's really problematic and probably something that we need to delve into more deeply on another podcast because actually I acknowledge that when I travel I'm privileged because I have the ability to do that but also that because my skin is white and that I'm a man I'm treated incredibly differently to how perhaps someone like you who is a woman would be treated and acknowledging that when we travel is is so significant the impact that we can have when we hold those items of privilege and say this is who I am. I'm acknowledging those things. How can I pave the way and make it easier for people whose privilege is not like my own? And of course, these are challenges and issues that we face if we stay in our own home country and we don't move anywhere. The challenges that we have to deal with when we travel and when we live abroad. And that shows that the lessons that we can learn are global. It's not just about I have to go to another country to experience these things, or I have to go to another country to grow and to understand myself better. But actually, there's a globalness to all of this that enables us to learn in a way that just 20 years ago, we weren't able to do. Because global connectivity doesn't just mean getting on a plane or a train and traveling somewhere new. I think one of the biggest advantages that I've experienced during lockdown is being reminded of the power of the internet, the the power of social media to transport you to another country, the power of a good book Like I have been loving reading some travel literature recently to not only kind of sate that urge to to get abroad, but also to be gain insight to other people's perspectives uh, of traveling the world. And sometimes I read things that make me really uncomfortable and think, actually, I wouldn't describe that like that. And I wouldn't use that language, particularly when a book was written 30 or 40 years ago. But to gain a perspective that isn't your own can be done without leaving the country. Sharing stories with people that we've met and people that we know is a really valuable way of understanding different opinions and different places as well. Yeah, because we have to take the responsibility of learning and growing for ourselves on our own shoulders. We can't just expect the world to teach us all the time. And I think what travel does is remind you of that fact. But actually, when you can't travel, for whatever reason, whether it's because of a pandemic or because your life circumstances means that that is just prevented to you, we can still challenge ourselves and grow and learn. And I think what I've really realized recently, again, is the importance of just reading something that is slightly out of your comfort zone or watching something that you wouldn't normally decide to click on and understanding things from a different perspective. And again, this is something that we need to delve into in more detail another time. But as conversations around systemic racism continue, we have a responsibility to educate ourselves on issues of racism and discrimination. And we can do that in our own homes right now. Being open and receptive to a diversity of opinions and viewpoints is so important for us as people to set ourselves in a global community. We'd really love to hear from you as well. What are your experiences? Have you lived abroad? Have you experienced a different culture? Maybe from your travels? 
or just from being at home? How have you been challenged about yourself and about your worldview? We'd love to hear your experiences or your opinions on this. So please share with us via our website, worldlywellbeing.org or via social media. We'd really love to hear from you. And while you're doing that, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review or a rating. That helps other people to find our podcast as well. And we'll be back with you next week for another podcast. Thank you.